Jer, what would you consider like my ensemble right now? What do you think? Just like your quick first thought. What what do you think I got going on? I think you look good. I think you look a little bit um I think you look like a I guess the blue in the khaki makes you look a little bit dad. Dad millennial dad. I was worried about that hipster. (laughs) You were worried about that. I've really (laughs) digressed from my like from like I've gone from like semi white collar to down to like kind of almost what I would wear to mow the grass to work. (laughs) (laughs) Except these are nicer Uh, pants than what I would really mow in. Right, right. But hey, so you didn't you didn't necessarily want to look like dad, but you knew you did. But now I feel like yeah, I can't help it. This is like what I'm stuck with. Well, listeners, welcome to the Open Road Podcast, where no matter how young, old, or in between you are, you're welcome here to explore this word that we call adventure. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? How do we find more of it? How do we make sure our lives are full of excitement and adventure instead of boring and dull? Because there's so much out in there in this world for each and every one of us. Let's go and find it. Oh, what do you think, Calf? I don't know. Here's what I think. Jer, I think I'm just like literally trying to survive. <laughs> do you know what I mean by that? Just survive? Has it been getting like that I bad haven't, with the, like I'm with not the thriving, kid? but not nothing to do with that at all. Uh, we just were watching this documentary, Kate and I, um, something about food on Netflix. And good yeah. grief, Jer. Good grief. We're all doomed. <laughs> what's your take was, on what's your take on these documentaries like do you get it, do you get sucked in uh no it was this new crazed one um what the what the food maybe or something like oh, that kate just yelled at me what the health <laughs> my my, what the my, health? my title was better <laughs> <laughs> what the food <laughs> what the health um what's your take on these jerry like what do you do you get sucked in yeah yes and no okay. i mean Here's the thing. I had this little kick the other month where I'm like, you know, I want to spend my t- the time that I watch TV watching meaningful stuff. So I want to watch more documentaries. Yes. And then I started watching this documentary on Called Tiny Homes. The Simpsons. Yeah, this documentary. <laughs> this this like just real uh, life. cartoon documentary. No, I watched this thing on Tiny Homes and like the Tiny Home Movement. And Was there I a friend? No, it wasn't. But I hate to say it bored me to death and I didn't even get five minutes in. Yeah. I was like, this so is just th- too. So that's obviously a sucky. Much. That's obviously a sucky documentary. Then it was a sucky one that wasn't able to. Well, it wasn't sucky. It didn't suck me in. Okay, very um, good. Clever. Um, clever, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, no, I think some things I do. The food stuff is very interesting to me, but I don't know. You're kind of like, what are my choices? It's just the grocery store. That's what I feel too, and I feel like those documentaries, though, some of them are like well done, but they're often by like kind of like overly like obnoxious people who are way too into it, and obviously right. they're preaching some truth, but it's all about like, like the whole documentary is all just like these mic drop stats, where it's like <laughs> no, no one can handle more than like two or three of those in a span of a day, and then you're dropping like four hundred in forty five minutes. It's like right. it's almost like meaningless. Like all this doesn't. It's just too much. Too much. Yeah, and I think it's like they're fitting the entirety of an encyclopedia into like a forty-five minute movie, which like 
doesn't even make sense to me. I'm like trying to listen and track and process and it's just not happening. And in a world where there's so much shock and awe and like fear factor, yeah. I'm kind of like one thing that I'm really against is living in fear. And I think that transcends every part of your life like in your relationships are you fearful with your money are you fearful with your health are you fearful there's so many places in life where it's easy to just be fearful because Mm -hmm. of all the crazy stuff and the real stuff that's out in the world i'm not saying the world is some i'm I'm not trying to like look at the world with rose-colored glasses but i don't like when a movie makes me fearful like i like knowledge and i like learning but i don't like when it comes at the cost of or like when it's like, oh, this wants me to be afraid of stuff. Right. But I mean, it can't all be minions too, Jer. The whole world can't be minions too. <laughs> yeah, like I know that's like you're kind of flick, but sometimes you got to dive into reality a little bit. So it's not minions. It's actually called Despicable Me Too. No, I think there's actually minions movies. Oh, actually, I think you are right <laughs> now that now that you say that. Not that I partake. Um, I'm not going to lie. Despicable Me, I thought was an awesome movie. Yeah, it's funny. It's so good. It's fun for the whole family. I also am just a huge Steve Carell fan. I feel like everything that guy touches turns to pure gold. Yeah, kind of does. So, well, anyway, before we get to, like, I don't, I don't know, we, we can keep talking about this stuff, but I do want to say one thing we do on this show is we, uh, you know, we talk to interesting people and we talk to an interesting person from california titus we played a bunch of his music on the show before and uh we, we got him on the show we're, we're gonna talk to him and right. we're gonna play some of his music um do we want to keep talking or do we want to bring him on Calvary, no, we're, not, we're not ready for that yet jer let's All just right. ease our listeners into what they're about to experience i know i i just realized just earlier on we didn't let them know will it jer <laughs> We haven't been podcasting for like six weeks. I, I have know. no idea the format of the show. I forget what we say, when we say it, why we say it. And I just, you know, it came into my head and I said it, Calvin, I'm sorry. Well, that's the other thing, Jared. I mean, you know, we've been doing this for a little while. Let's not get tied down with format. We were just kind of discussing before we went on air. Like, this is our show. and We're going to do whatever we want with it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we made us a, ourselves a little format. If we break that, so be it. So be it. So be it. I've talked to a bunch of people that were kind of pissed that we didn't uh, have episodes all summer. Yeah. Like, you haven't been on for five weeks. What's wrong with you guys? I've tried I do to feel a bit bad. I, I've been getting that too, to be honest. But hey. that makes me feel good that people actually care and listen. No, you're right. Yeah, it makes it makes me feel loved and missed. Yeah. I think those, those people would be like good candidates to like grind some cash out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah, probably. All right, Jared, you were like, oh, I got this amazing weekend planned. What's going on in like 10 words or less? Tell me. 10 words or less is a uh, romantical couples retreat adventure to Prince Edward County. Pretty good. Eight words. Nine words. What was that? Eight Eight words. Romantical. You want to count that as a word? Yep. It could be zero because it's actually not a word. So that's what we're doing this weekend. Cool. We are we're remember that B and B we went to? We I remember them, it. the Edward. So you're repeat customers. We're repeat customers. And I in know, like the span that, of a couple months, which is amazing. So here's the interesting thing. So it was a little bit I forget how this idea happened. It was kind of an idea, I think it might have been my wife's, and she's like, Oh, we should go back and bring some friends and because we had such a nice time and it was such a great place. And mm. I'm like, Cool, no problem. I also kind of want to maybe see a different place. 
Well, that's the thing, isn't it, Jer, with travel? I, I get sucked into that quite a bit. I always, like, I have a great experience somewhere, and I'm like, oh, that was so great. And then I, you know, years later, I still have these really, like, nostalgic and rosy yeah. feelings of the place. And I'm like, yeah, let's just go back there. I know it's going to be a home run. But then there's, of course, the other side where it's like, no, you imbecile. Like, there's so many other places <laughs> to go. Right. So, no, I'm I'm very happy to be going back. But that was definitely something that kind of crossed my mind. But, right. um, you know, this was... Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm actually really excited. We're going. There's three couples. Um, we're we're going up. We're gonna just kind of do some relaxing. It'll be nice to get away after I basically ditched my wife to go to camp all uh, yeah. all summer. So, you know, well, you she guys basically are guess whatever she wants on this one. So in a unique position where, um, I mean, the B and B world is like kind of just getting onto whatever lifestyle it is that you have, where they're accommodating these like special rooms with giant beds for three couples. So. Yeah, which is really nice. Really and, nice. I mean, yeah. Some and some had like bunk beds, but we're like, no, we don't want a bunk no. bed. I mean, we and want like they have that cir- that bed. circle bed, right? Like that like twelve <laughs> foot diameter bed thing that you're into. So yeah, but not not only that, they have the shower that has actually eighteen shower heads, so three per person. How many nozzles is that? That's what I mean. Eighteen nozzles. Eighteen nozzles. That's <laughs> a lot. Only, a lot only one of water. Time. Only one temperature control, which is kind of a bit annoying, right? Because, yeah. But no, we have some fun stuff planned. And, you know, it's just good to break routine with friends. And I'm anticipating some good conversation. And the place we're staying, the Edward, has 75 acres of much of it unexplored, even by them. So it'll be cool to see what projects they've started, what adventures they've. they've had since we last saw them because they had all these plans for their property and to maybe do some exploring uh, in the woods behind their place so neato neato that's my weekend cool uh yourself what are you doing or what's uh we're uh kind of bopping around uh we have one other i'm just trying to think actually oh yeah we're kind of my my my, uh, my dad is up for the weekend Oh, nice. So he's coming to see. Well, he's go, he's at the cottage, but he's got to get some grandson time in. Yeah, nice. Yeah. You know what's really funny about like weekends and stuff and Tell planning me. and this, that, and the other is how quickly you forget what you did on the weekend. Oh, There's, I know. But Mondays, people are like, oh, how was your weekend? You're like, good. You say one thing that happened when you would have done like four or five actually interesting things, and you're just like, how do I already forget what happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what do you want, Jer? You get sucked into the office convo of uh, of weekend. Is that a regular thing for you? On Mondays, hundred percent. Mondays, you go around probing. What's your what's your what's your water go to on a Monday? What's it's your water cooler well, how was your weekend? Yeah, you're right, but I mean, get get it over with pretty quickly. What's your There's water cooler situation, Jer? You spend a lot of time there. Pretty decent water cooler situation. <laughs> we got. <laughs> We got two coffee machines. We got a fridge full of pop, and we have this hot water dispenser. So there's always someone who's who's uh, interested in a little quick convo at the water cooler. Just hanging, yeah, hanging. You know what I was noticing? I was at the water cooler today. Why are they made so low? Like, why do I have to reach down to like my like thigh height to get my water bottle filled up? Why don't they just I make th- them normal, like kind of torso height? 
I think it's an ergonomic thing because people in uh, offices they're always sitting, and so once you stand up, it helps you stretch because you got to bend over, stand back up, and it it helps with getting the circulation going once you've got up from your desk. You think so? Maybe. You ever replace no, I, one of those jugs no in idea. a terrible way? <laughs> <laughs> I know I you have. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's an amazing YouTube compilation of people <laughs> failing at that. <laughs> failing at water drug replacement? <laughs> that would go oh, bonkers. That was I'd so love funny. to be the brains behind it. Or I also <laughs> would love to pr- somehow rig those things up so that they just don't go on properly. <laughs> You like it's it's almost like you stick like a bigger ball joint down there so when they look it looks like it's sealed properly but it's just not so it's just pouring water in. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. Oh, that's pretty funny. So. All right. Well, very good. We've run our course. <laughs> Slow down your mind. Slow down these days. down these Titus, where are you at on the album situation? Just give us the, the, the quick update or synopsis. Okay, so I'm about a month and a half into having released it. Okay. Yeah, Congratulations. So, thank you. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a long journey for sure. How how long? So I'm pretty stoked to. Um, I guess it depends on how you look at it. The actual recording process probably ended up taking eight months total. Wow. Um, and as far as wanting to do this particular album, I would say probably two or three years. Oh wow. Yeah. Now, for, for our listeners out there, Titus just released an album on a couple of episodes previous. We featured some of his songs, and we'll definitely play another one at the end of this episode. Um, I personally um, was pretty blown away by the production on the album. I think it just sounds so freaking good. Um, <laughs> Thanks, did you man. do a lot of the recording yourself? Were you at a studio? Like, Did you pay big money to get it done? Uh, big-ish money for an independent artist. I mean, so basically how it started was I had been wanting to do this album for years, literally. And um, finally, I just came to the breaking point where I was like, I have to do something. And so I went and met with this guy who owns a studio whom I'm friends with and met with a producer, engineer guy. And literally the next day, I get a phone call from a friend did not know I had just done this. Dude, I want to help you make an album. And so I'm like, wow, that's crazy timing. Did you know that I just met with this guy yesterday or whatever? And yeah, so he he basically gave me $2,000 to start with it. We probably spent like eight, eight thousand. Wow. Yeah, that's... Um, so yeah, maybe like walk me through that process because or where has it come? Because I mean, I feel like recording equipment and technology software has come a long way, and I hear a lot of you know people doing stuff in their own basement themselves that sounds okay, but you kind of know they've done it themselves. 
what's kind of like the next level um i guess up from that and is it even possible to like get a um to get somewhere just doing it yourself oh yeah it's totally possible and a lot of people actually do record themselves and they do a really good job Hmm. um the thing with myself was i actually tried to do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it failed miserably And I kind of realized for me, and everyone's different in this, everyone has their own bent, their own skill set. But for me, I found that I'm better at um, the non-technical side. Like I can can write music, I can play guitar, play play these instruments and write songs. But as far as the, you know, a little bit headier side of, you know, this plugin goes here and pan this this way to make it sound like this, that's not really... (laughs) my thing you know but some people like a good example i think is josh garrels who i greatly admire um as far as i know i'm pretty sure he records everything himself still um he he did from the beginning yeah he's amazingly talented i hear you titus sometimes it's just good to accept yourself as just being the talent you know and let (laughs) let the nerds do their thing that's kind of you know the situation where we're at on this podcast. <laughs> For sure, yes, yeah. I do know you have a producer dude who kills it. We had no, he, he's a flake, so Jared does a lot of it. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, dirty so truth. It, it kind of got us got us off the ground. I've been doing <laughs> production, so if you think it sounds pretty good, I really appreciate that. It does. Um, it but totally was does. was there um was there something also about like in studio time that was particularly meaningful to you i mean again recording in your basement you can definitely get something to sound good but was there something about being together with your bandmates in the studio that was was kind of fun was it like a cool studio was it a grungy studio um what was that experience like yeah i i would say it's it it was less on the grungy side but um not necessarily fully on the you know clean side yep so yeah, a little yeah. dirty in a good way, um, yeah, but like it that. but it was pro- you know it's like a over a hundred thousand dollar studio kind of deal. So it was mm. really nice. I, I you know it was fun for sure. To it kind of felt it seems silly, but for us like a little milestone, if you will. Oh, absolutely. To, to to be together actually recording because we had been playing these songs for about two years even touring with them and we had no way to give them to people so um for us it was kind of like wow like we're finally you know doing something that's going to last beyond a show that we could play Mm -hmm. yeah um and that yeah that felt special we like grabbed coffee before and i felt like we were we felt like we were kind of going to like graduation you know that feeling where you're like right i don't know how to describe it Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it felt like for yeah. us. Yeah, and guess. did it feel like a lot of pressure? I mean, because like you're paying for time and you want to make the most out of the time. So, I mean, I always hear these stories. I mean, we we had uh, Ben Hardesty on a little while ago, and he had just recorded an album. And what do you say, Jared? Like they're in the studio for like 17 hours or something crazy because they have five days blocked out that they all flew down to Nashville to do it. Um, what was your experience yeah. like that? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty similar. I mean, we we didn't do it fully like that. I would like to do it um, in that way in the future. But what we did, um, because we all lived in San Diego and the mm. studio was in San Diego, we kind of 
Um, so a lot of the stuff we, we did all together. And then when people's schedules went line up, we just come in separate, but there definitely is a pressure because, you know, every hour that you're there is a fairly substantial amount of money, yeah. you know, and I, you know, most artists, I probably all artists, you know, you don't want to think about money right. when you're creating art, you know, like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, I think you would like to be able to say that, oh no, it's just like, whatever. I don't, I don't think about the money, but the reality is like, if you don't, in a sense, if you have a certain budget and you don't do it fast enough, you're going to have to raise more Mm -hmm. funds. So yeah, I, I, that, that was a struggle at first, but I kind of felt like, okay, I had to deal with it the first few days. And I was like, no, like, don't think about that. Just focus on like creating something beautiful. And trust where are you? Uh, where are you on the spectrum of? I mean, something just being good enough. I mean, at a certain point, do you find that you can't redo that again, and you have to move on, or are you more of a perfectionist? I think there are perfectionistic tendencies in me, mm-hmm. but I feel that in the last three or four years, that those have faded away a little bit, mainly because I've had to realize that first of all no one's perfect and second of all um your perception of a perfect sound is subjective and Mm -hmm. you know you could literally spend days and days and days on one guitar part and there's a time for that but for the most part if you're creating a big production you can't focus on that much on everything so you have to give it your best and then move on a lot of times and i'm okay with that at the end of the day it's at, at the end of the day, it's you that's probably going to be like the only guy that notices. So, yeah, I mean, seriously. Put it into perspective and yeah, have to move on. Yeah, mm. and I, actually, that's something interesting to me because I, I think that that translates beyond music, it translates into life as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure in many ways to feel um, like you have to. Um, meet the expectations of either people or like cultural, you know, standards around you. Um, but there is a very subjective and cultural element to that. And it's not necessarily yeah. that that's right or that's, that is the mm-hmm. standard. It's just someone's projecting that, you know? And so you kind of have to find your balance of, sure. yeah, what you think is good. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, when you say you had been writing these songs for so long, um, and you now had finally like got, gotten them all out, um, or writing and performing these songs, how did they kind of evolve from over the years until you actually were able to sit down and record them? And did you have songs that you wanted to record that didn't make it onto the album or what was the process like figuring out, okay, here's what it's going to be. And then crafting like the story that the album tells. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I would say that although in the end it ended up somewhat being a thematic album, the theme being, you know, this idea that there is time, but in the same breath, there's time is limited, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the undercurrent of the album. However, I didn't necessarily write every song intentionally with that in mind. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, some of the songs, like one of the songs I wrote as a freshman in college, you know, and 
and then some of them I wrote literally right before we recorded. So that's hmm. um, five years of personal development and growth wow, that, yeah. that, that went between that, you know? Um, so yeah, I think in a sense, like this is a different album than any other album will be for myself in the sense that, um, there was a lot of space in between it. So it's kind of that, okay, I'm, I'm growing into the world. I'm about to graduate or I'm in college and you're thinking about what's my purpose and what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be alive? So I think there's a lot of those undercurrents that came out. And yeah, as far as like what songs made it and whatnot, I have this one track mind problem where I, if I set my mind and say, I'm going to make this an album, it's hard for me to work on other songs. Right. Um, I feel like I need to like finish a creative project and then move on. <laughs> Got it. Um, uh, yeah. You guys yeah. have uh, some plans for touring? Yes, um, a lot of plans that have not administratively been put on paper yet. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of plans up in the head. Yeah, that's kind of my thing is I, I have a lot of vision, but as far as practical admin right. stuff, I'm not the best at. Yeah. You guys have a rig to all pile in? Yeah, yeah, we kind of have a, a set rig that we can pretty much fit in a spacious car. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. That's Very amazing. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's not great. bad. That's great. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're going to – you mentioned offhand right before we were talking that you didn't grow up in this country, your country, not our country. Uh, and then <laughs> we just kind of wanted to pause that and then get into it on live on the recording. But, I mean, tell us a bit about growing up uh, in Japan. Man, it – People have asked me that question a lot. I guess so. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's an interesting question for me because for the majority of my life, it was kind of all I knew. Yeah, so exactly. There's not really anything to compare it to, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but now that I have been outside a little bit, I can say, um, first of all, that I enjoyed it a lot. Um, cool. I know some some kids that you know, they're away from their home country growing up. It's, it's a little bit hard for them. Um, for me, it, it felt very, I guess the word would be cool. <laughs> you know, I was, yeah. I was very, I was very happy about, I guess the, the value of, you know, at least for me, like I was the only foreigner in my school, you know? Wow. So there were, you know, there were like, like in my elementary school, there were probably like 800 kids and with all these meetings that like everyone would meet for the school and then mm -hmm. there'd be all these Japanese kids and then one one little white kid with brown hair you know <laughs> um so yeah I don't know it it was a good experience and I greatly enjoyed it was it an English-speaking school no no it was it was fully in Japanese so are really? you fluent I am wow How but I that, cheated uh... Because cheated how? I cheated because I grew up speaking. I didn't right. like, fair enough. You know, go out mm -hmm. of my way to to learn it necessarily. Dude, why would you call that cheating? 
it feels like cheating. I don't know. Is it not cheating? What do you think? No, it's not cheating at all because that would mean that that you're calling me a cheater for learning German <laughs> gr- growing up, and I don't want to be oh, called a cheater. I know German, and it's awesome, and you know Japanese, and that's unbelievable. That's like, awesome, dude. No brown-haired white guys know Japanese. Very few, at least. Right. Um, yeah. And so, so did you also make a, a Japanese version of every song where you sang all the lyrics in Japanese? <laughs> no, but I have considered throwing a little Japanese in the song, which might happen in the future. I don't know. Uh, I think that would be so uh, cool. I, I, I think, like that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like. Uh, I like that. You know, obviously, you were there for 18 years, right? So that's so important to your story and your you know the your formative years and it's very totally neat. um what's one of the things you like best about now living in uh in the states in in san diego oh man i like so many things about san diego <laughs> um man i think two things that are probably the biggest are um one is community um i've had been blessed to like have a really good community out there out here of friends and and whatnot second is just being in a place where the ocean is yeah two miles away you know just like the natural the place like Mm -hmm. desert mountains flowers it's incredible um and i you know it's just like especially if I'm doing creative work in front of a computer all day, just something about just going out and surfing and just unwinding. It's incredible. I, I have a quick question. I've just recently heard of the majesty of the Japanese 7-Eleven. Is this true? The 7-Elevens in Japan are unbelievable? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd use the word majesty, but they're... <laughs> <laughs> No, Titus, I don't At think you first, understand. I was I, like, what? <laughs> I don't think you understand how much Calvin loves 7 Eleven. Uh, uh, 7 Elevens are incredible. They are, they're pretty much the best thing ever. Um, what's actually, <laughs> and Calvin, that's what's very non descriptive. But <laughs> what's the, don't ask me what the deal is, ask, ask him. Well, well where did I want that to question know, come from? <laughs> yeah, I want to know the oh, rumor that Calvin heard, and oh, then I want to hear Titus verify it the rumor. because I heard you can basically, if you want to do a trip out there, you can live basically um, quite comfortably with everything you can find in a 7-Eleven. And there's good food there, like good nutritional, um, good quality tasting food. That That is true. Really? And there's something about Japanese, like the kind of food that they have, it's just so good. Really? Like they'll have these rice. They're called called onigiri. I don't know what they'd be called. It's kind of like sushi, I guess. Okay. Like it'll it'll have seaweed and then rice, and then they'll have they they'll interchange whatever's inside. So sometimes right. it's meat or fish or you know. Definitely sounds like know. sushi. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but there is a difference that's hard to describe. <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm just. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's. That's a good thing for people to know. If you go to Japan, 7-Eleven, and then there's another one called Lawson. Okay. And Lawson is also majestic in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and do not take that advice in either America or Canada. 7-Eleven does <laughs> yeah. not have the food that will sustain your body long term. 
I'm trying no, to think honestly. of like the Canadian equivalent. Like if someone coming from Japan, I was like, oh, I got to give them like like just the the spot to go to in Canada that's dirt cheap but really good, bang for your buck. I can't think of it. I wish it was Seven Eleven. No, I don't think it really exists. No, not anyway. really. The other – got... the, the... oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you guys are on the East Coast, right? Yeah, Not we're kind of like in the but... middle of no coast. <laughs> oh, really? The lake yeah, we're like coast? Kinda, oh, man. probably eight hours from the East Coast and then a solid, you know, uh, 40 from the West Coast or something crazy. Okay. I don't know. Right on. So we're kind of in Toronto. But there's lots of it really incredible um, – lakes like we're right by all of the great lakes and then there's all oh, kinds man. of really beautiful um lakes as you kind of head calvin lives uh, about two hours north of me and that's a pretty pretty great spot of the spot of the country and province so oh mm. you guys are two hours apart yeah we are oh wow. crystal clear connection isn't it yeah that is a great connection <laughs> wow that's crazy yeah, yeah. so um oh go ahead jer uh, no, Titus, I was just going to, um, I was going to ask a little bit more about, so you kind of talked about the nature that was, that's in California that you really like. Um, what do you remember about Japan or their particularly beautiful spots that if any of us are ever going to find ourselves there that we should definitely see? You oh, can't man. Awesome. Dude, I, Japan is a very beautiful place. Yeah. I, pretty much wherever you are. Um, very mountainous. Um, especially I, I actually grew up pretty South, um, not nowhere near like Tokyo or, um, anything like that, but just, I don't know, just there's like rice fields and coast and mountains and, you know, very distinct seasons, lots of hot springs, um, which is rad. The only difference is, and I don't know if this would work in, uh western countries but the hot springs like everyone's naked nice very nice but it's but it's gender specific so oh really yeah so there'll be like the guy hot spring and then the girl hot spring or whatever um but yeah i have another question Um, what's that maybe it's slightly to do with hot springs if you were to go into a hot spring is it frowned upon to have a tattoo does it need to be covered up uh i so people have different opinions on this. Um, mm. te- technically, you're not supposed to. Okay. In Japan, um, I actually have a tattoo, and I I've had no problem. Um, yeah, but you're white. Yes, and that's <laughs> that's kind of my theory is that if you're a foreigner, you're pretty much fine. Yeah. Um, it's the only time a butt tattoo is disgraceful noticed. Disgraceful, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. true yeah. um, but if you're if you're a Japanese um, individual with a tattoo, um, you would probably want to cover it up. Just, right. you know, but I I wonder how many places will actually go out of their way to say something. Because I've totally been to Hot Springs where there's dudes with tons of tattoos that uh-huh. are Japanese and no one, you know, there wasn't anyone like trying to kick them out or anything. Yeah, yeah. Calvin, I need to ask you, brother. Do you have like weird Japanese facts on Google opened up on your computer? Like, what are you doing over there, man? No, it's because I listen to a lot of I listen to a lot of Tim Ferriss, and he has some infatuation with Japan. Oh, really? Yeah, that's hilarious. And so he just talked about the Seven Eleven and the, the yeah, tattoos. he always like mentions these random things offhand. So I was curious. 
Oh, that's kind of funny. Well, Titus, it was very interesting. He had all the answers for him, so it must be all true. Pretty legit. Yeah. He's frozen. Well, Titus, in a similar vein to that, uh, do you have any other uh, any other thoughts for our listeners on, you know, how to say yes or or how to find adventure in the things that they're doing every day? Yeah, I actually think about that a lot. Thanks to you guys. Um, hey, hey but we do what we can. <laughs> Dude, you're doing a great job, man. Um, I think one of the bigger things for me personally is. Um, you know, having having lived in a couple of different places, some that I personally really liked and some that I didn't, um, you know, I feel like it's easy, especially in like a social media driven, you know, you're always connected, always know, you know, what someone else's highlight reel is kind of deal. Um, in the midst of that, something that I've found um, very hard, but very rewarding um, is being present in the city or place that you're in and finding the beauty in that place. And, uh, uh, something, some, some way that I've been doing that, um, is I, like, I wouldn't say that I'm a good surfer by any means, but, um, I like to go out, you know, and it's just kind of like this thing in my environment where I can just go in nature and no one can call me. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no real connection besides like being immersed in the beauty of this surrounding, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of something that surfing has taught me as far as adventure goes is that when I'm present in the place that I'm at or the person I'm with, like that in itself, like is actually this like beautiful, incredible adventure, yeah. you know? Um, mm. so, something I do a lot is um, go to coffee shops and just kind of hang out and talk to people or write or read or whatever, you know? Yeah. And um, I found that between like our environment and then like the complexity and beauty of people, um, that's kind of like created this like element where it's like, you're kind of like improving as you go, you know, like, I mean, you can act as if every day is just like, you know, static and there's no change, but the reality is that that's just how you're perceiving it. Hmm. You know, like there really is change and beauty and excitement going on all around, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, life's not always easy. Uh, it's not always fun necessarily. Um, but I think just, yeah, being present, um, where you're at and seeing the things that are in front of you, maybe the people that are in front of you, you know, maybe like putting your phone aside for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, mm. That's kind of how I've been able, I feel like, to start to see um, life more as an adventure. 
And do you feel like you have a, I mean, a heightened sense of awareness or the, just that you're conscious of it? Uh, compared to, well, I mean, just, like just that you think about that and, and you're thinking about your surroundings and, um, little, little things that are going on. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly think about that all the time. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, you know how, well, I, I think the question that I ask myself is how, how can I live well, mm-hmm. you know, and well doesn't necessarily mean like have a lot of stuff um to me well means you know a rich um rich in love rich in community rich in experience you know and so i think that's kind of what drives it and a byproduct of that so it's not necessarily that i'm like reaching out for adventure itself but i'm reaching out for how how is how is it that titus can live the best that he possibly can as Titus, you know? And I feel like as I try to do that, then the byproduct a lot of times is, you know, kind of a adventurous situation. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I really liked what you said about kind of seeing the people that are in front of you. And so often we, it's really easy just to overlook uh, the exact scenario that we find ourselves in on a daily basis, but there's so much there to be found and to be, uh, to be treasured. So I think that's uh, some really helpful advice. Uh, Titus, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciated your time and we will uh, play another one of your tracks on this episode and we'll make sure to link to uh, all your stuff in the show notes. But uh, again, we really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Thank you so much guys. Thanks brother. And uh, good luck with the proceedings of the album. We're, uh, we're excited for, you know, what, uh, what your adventure is going to be next. Yeah, same for you guys. And if that touring rig makes it all the way out here and you want to do living shows or need some venue hookups, man, we got your, you know... We got hookups. We got hookups. For we got your... hookups north of the border. <laughs> you guys seem like you'd have hookups. Hey, we got them, man. You, you need them. We got them. Dude, if you offer something, I usually take people up. So yeah, no. I'll see you guys in Canada. Yeah, it sounds we good. We could round up some bodies. Okay, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. For sure. Uh, thank you, Titus, for coming on the show. It mm. was great to chat with you, especially after having played a bunch of your music. Um, good music. Calvin, what's your fa- good stories. Good tunes. Good Calvin, dude. what's your favorite song from the album? Never listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin made a joke that he was going to put me on the spot and ask me that question, and... Uh, you know, I've actually listened to it, and I actually listened to the album uh, on the regular. It's called There Is Time. Hey, hi, Jared. What's your favorite song? I mean, Hummingbird Song is great. Uh, Paradise is also good, the first couple tracks on the album. But here's the thing. It is such good, easy listening. So my wife and I listen to it very often while we're cooking. I also like traditionally like quite a, quite heavier music, so it's one of yep. the few things that my wife and I can listen to together. So. She is, might even be starting to get sick of it because we listen to it so much, but I don't know. I'm definitely interested. I, I, I take your music recommendations usually pretty well, and I usually end up purchasing music that you recommend to me. So, yeah, no. Um, is easy listening, like, I feel like that's almost insulting to the artist. This is easy to listen to, so just it's for lazy people, lazy listeners. Well, I would say... Don't they want to be known as someone with, like, depth, and it takes a little bit, like, to, you know, engage with the music? That's a really good point, and I guess if that's the that I guess you're right. That is the common way of thinking about easy listening, but I I didn't mean it that way. I meant it in a way where 
when I listen to it, I'm like, these melodies are beautiful. These harmonies are fantastic. And right, they right, right. soothe my soul. And and the production is very, very good. So it's, you know, maybe it's not easy listening. Maybe it's, I should say joyful But there's listening. like, yeah, like you're not like cringing at anything. No, it's just really good complexity, yeah. really nice. Um, I think the dynamics of the album are fantastic. So they've done a really nice job of... Um, building and rising and falling and it's not like just sound blasting you for a whole album so i just think it's fantastically well done and and you should all get it and listen to it and support titus and his comrades it's funny when music is done like that jer where where you can where i mean you have a little bit of that kind of mixing background so you understand more than the average person what goes into a song and what needs to happen to to get that sound i guess out of um to get that sound um but i mean so that that's a lot of work a lot of labor a lot of trial and error for something that is um like nice to listen to uh easy on the ears we'll (laughs) say and and something that comes across really smooth and um i don't know ingestible I'll say. Yeah. Um, but so that that's something that I feel is just really that all that work and effort really isn't appreciated by a, the majority of your audience. Right. Well, it is interesting. There's a few a few thoughts there um, with my experience in recording, which is very, very minimal. The only thing it teaches me is, yeah, how hard it is to actually get it right. Yeah. Um, but I think that you are right where people don't appreciate it as much. But I think that is for a different reason than people might think i think people don't appreciate good production because they only notice bad production like right the reason i right. think something sounds terrible is because i notice something is off or something is like a snare is too loud or the guitar doesn't sound full or the guy's voice is off or so good production that is authentic is just like wow this is exactly Right. I I can actually concentrate on the music because there's no distractions in the production. You know what I mean? Mhm. I understand. So I understand. You, and all the music that you or really anybody listens to that they like actually listen to is well produced because the other stuff it doesn't ever break through. You're right, yeah. Yep. Which is again why I'm really impressed with this album. I don't know if I if I know what I'm talking about, but that's That's why Jer, I, I mean, I I feel like I often will get you know, chirp by Du Bois for liking, um, you know, your Justin Bieber's. But I mean, you gotta. This guy's made it to the top, and the people that he worked with are like the best in the world. And there's a reason why it's a hit every time. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. There's a bit of a formula for the pop. Sure, hits, there is. But, but it um, gets you moving. It gets your heart pumping. It gives you the feels. Jared gets you where you need to be. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite Bieber track? I don't know. I haven't listened to Bieber in a long time. TBH. But yeah. I mean, some of those, you know, that Sorry album, it's hard to beat. A lot of the stuff on there. Yeah. Especially if you're Chad, our buddy. Yes. Especially if you hang out with Chad. Um, gets you into it. Um, so, yeah. okay. Where are we at with this, with the RV, Jer? We 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 did um, we did get some responses this week, which I was pumped about. Like, there's people um, engaging, and some people were talking to me about it, and and just filling in um, what their thoughts were, and I was really um, happy to engage with that a bit. And yep. 
just hear other people's thoughts. People care and people have opinions. So, and mine have changed slightly and I've been thinking about it more and I have a bit more clarity on the whole situation and feeling better about it. Well, hit me with your clarity. What what became clear to you? Ah, uh, Jer, I'm, I hate to say it, but I, I think I'm in Team Barry. As in bury this beast into the ground. That's what your that's where your clarity led you. Yeah, it actually is. Still You were talking as though you had this revelation of reviving and keeping the dream alive. No, and then that's <laughs> that's just as much of a revelation that I've come to my not come to my sense, but I've come to a concrete decision of what I think. And that's so a good th- thing to have happened. So do you think leave it behind and do not replace it with anything and leave that also close that chapter in our lives? No, Jared, that's not at all what I said. No, I know, but that's why that's my next question. No, it needs to be replaced, of course. There needs Got to be it. something. Got it. But do I feel it has to be this existing thing? No. No. Right. I don't right. think... Um, do we owe it to her? I kind of think no. I, I oh, was no. I was feeling guilty a little bit. I was feeling, no, like we need to do this. We need... We need to, you know, continue this on so people can follow in our footsteps and, and have the joy. But I just I well, just can't I get over that the overwhelming possibility for something, you know, in our future right now. Yeah, I think that is exciting to think about the future uh, and to think about something new and fresh with quotations. Um, the other thing is that it's it would be very easy to bring the things that we love about our current rig to the next one that tractor knob that comes with the noah's ark uh drawer handles that can come with like Jared, there All, are so the many old things guest that can book, be that can come scavenged with. like uh, oh yeah is it wrong to scavenge that much or i don't know that's another conversation we need to have like this thing's got awesome captain bucket seats that could be just unbolted dude i'm not i'm i think if we are going to crush it or blow it up or roll it off a cliff or mm-hmm. bury it in a mm-hmm. pond we have to gut it when take out all the good stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, as someone posted on my wall this week, yeah, you said lots of people have been engaging, which is good. Lots of conversations. Uh, someone posted a $700 or $800 RV on my Facebook wall. And the thing it says it needs is a wiring harness. And that's the only thing it needs. And other than that, it's good to go. But I, I have a hard world? time believing that. Jer, I'm telling you, these gold nuggets are out there. We just got to find them. 1985, six years newer. Oh, that thing's brand new. And someone told me they'd give me seven hundred bucks for Lily just for parts. Wow, wow! But they're probably all the parts that we want, i.e., tractor knob. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dude, will you sell me this thing for this knob? Um, I, I've so I've been up up in my Kijiji game lately and been nice. posting. Yeah, so posting. I got a, I got a couple hot topics out there. I was I posted it last night, and then I got three hits today. In this little town, which is pretty what, good, and so instantly post? I was like, ah, obviously underprices thing, mad. Um, right. But I'll, I'll run it by this. So you know how in our old apartment, I had that half canoe. It was a canoe that's been cut in half. Shelves yes. been put in the canoe. Stand it up in the corner. Boom, little bookshelf and a half Dude, canoe. That item is so hot right now. Kind of right in the cottage world. So I put that on Kijiji. Both what'd halves. you what what you price it? Let me guess. What I think you should have priced it? Yeah, tell me that. Um, between because I just really did it impulsively. Between two and four hundred dollars for the set or for each? Oh, that's each. Two hundred dollars each. You think I should have done? Would what'd that you be do? fair? T- 
until I did two hundred. I did. I did two hundred dollars each. Yeah, and totally I got fair. three hits on it. Like I'm coming to pick it up. So I'm like, ooh. I mean, usually. No, I. I no, I think that's, that's good. fair. Right? Like they're not. They're yeah, not yeah. in good shape. No, they're they're not the best ones I've ever seen. No, they're and, not at and, all. And, as yeah, as long as you didn't put them up for like fifty or a hundred. No, no, two hundred. Like, if I can get four hundred bucks for that, it's awesome. That's pretty good money. Yeah, no, I agree. Been storing it for two years. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I just um, like you know having some. I like being in control in the Kijiji world. And I was thinking today, I was like, oh, Kijiji should make just like their own currency, Kijiji bucks, and then you just get to spend it elsewhere. K bucks. <laughs> K bucks. And then um, no one needs to know that you made, you know, uh, this other cash, and you can just spend it on something else within the Kijiji uh, world. Yeah, yeah. Um, going back to the RV very briefly. Okay. Um, so my mom was always firmly in the camp where you got to fix her one last time. You just yes. just do it. Like the we got to keep the dream alive. My dad, not really. So like he, like this thing is just trouble. Blah 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 blah. So we thought it's kind of over. Just leave it now. Tyrone and myself were hanging out with my uh, parents and my sister for dinner yesterday because Tyrone just got rid of his first car and sold it to my dad to sell it to somebody else through his Mm -hmm. network. And so we were down there and Tyrone said something that he probably didn't even mean to say that gave my dad the complete 180. Go on. And what he said was something along the lines of, you know... None of us have kids yet. Well, not all Calvin excluded. Um, but yeah, once we have kids, that might kind of be the end of our ability to go on these spontaneous weekends in an RV. But, you know, for many of us, that's, you know, a few years out. So it would suck. Like, it does seem like our time is being cut short were this to be the end of having an RV. And that comment right there was all that it took for my dad to do a complete 180 because T- Team Resurrect. His- Team Resurrect because in his life, he has he ha- he all of a sudden came out with this like actually pretty poetic um, stance on the fact that time in life is very short and it's very um, precious and basically this whole idea of you need to strike while the iron is hot on certain right. things because that time is going to be gone. So if there still is two years where we can kind of even live a little bit like we are now where we're going on adventures on weekends and still funneling money into this RV because of what other whatever our other responsibilities aren't too crazy, then that's enough to actually go and to fix this thing because that right. this time's not going to last forever. So if we still have some time, absolutely so worth it. And he told me some examples where my mom was living with a friend during university and uh, you know, they were uh, musicians and um, basically he bought them or they bought together, my mom and him, they bought a like upright piano to put in their student house because that way they could play music for two years while they were together. And if they would have waited like till they're married to buy a piano, which when he was telling the story is traditionally what he would have done or what his parents would have done or like what you mm-hmm. would have done back mm-hmm. in the day that time would have been gone and they wouldn't have been able to jam together. So they like right. splurged and bought a piano. So he kind of, it was interesting because it touched this part of his soul that reminded him of his youth. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, all that did was touch a, I think a nostalgic nerve more than anything. Wanting to resurrect. 
I mean, he's but do you not do you not value that opinion? Someone who's in their mid to late fifties saying you need to you need to see this time as precious and use it for all that it's worth. Yeah, but was he thinking the alternative was to just ditch it and us all drive around in Toyota Corollas for the rest of our life? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so he did, you didn't tell him that there's a plan to replace it with something. No, of course we would have talked about that plan, but then it was just within. The, but in a sense, it was too. Yeah, like well, if we do replace it, we're probably going to spend more than two thousand dollars on something. Yeah, but we could probably fix this one for less than two thousand dollars. So it was kind of yeah. within all that context. Where yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go out and spend between five thousand and seventy five hundred mm-hmm. bucks on something like a couple of steps up. I'm yes. probably not going to do that. Right. Right. So like it was. So then it was like, well, then this is the it's best a fair point, to Jared. fix it. So yeah, I don't know. I know, and it, it'll it'll come down to you know again proper diagnosis, crunching the numbers, really getting after it, and, and making some uh, headway here. Yeah, but that reminds me, I, I should call my buddy who could potentially fix it. I've been putting off that call a little bit because I haven't talked to him in a little while. So I'm kind of like hesitating, like, oh, I'm calling him and asking him potentially for something that's like right. that big. You right, know? right, 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 right. Any any advice for me in making that call? Um, just do it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, is this actually a buddy or is this just a dude? You know, well, he's a buddy from high school, so now it's been whatever, however many years out of high school. But like, we were pretty close then, and whenever mm. we see each other, we're like catch up and it's like old times. I think to go along with everything that our philosophy with this podcast, and it's it always call and involves someone else always. Well, I'm obviously going to call, but do you have advice yeah. for what I need to say? Oh, Jared, just the truth, you know? Just be <laughs> honest. And be true to yourself and be, be true to the uh, the uh, demographic you represent. Thank you. Do you need to say any more? No, that's it. I'm also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, and don't perfect. go in with uh, my favorite line with, the, with mechanics is uh, when I like to think I know what I'm talking about. Ah, yeah, I think it's got a leaky spark tube. <laughs> which of course don't is a say fictitious, that. W- fictitious <laughs> thing but they always love fictitious it fictitious part yeah yeah well anyway that's an update so i guess yeah i'm glad that we talked about it again because that's going to keep us accountable to keep moving in the right direction oh, you're right but i think mm-hmm. we need a bit of a time to potentially grieve so we don't need to make decisions right away but we do need to keep people informed as to what the deal is if they care yeah you're right yeah we'll, we'll, we're gonna keep everyone updated with it no problems there um yeah, we can wrap up, Ajer. We're gonna play a little, a little ditty. From yeah, Titus. let's play some tunes. Play some yeah, tunes, let's play some right. music. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in. We hope uh, that you enjoyed our show today. Uh, take what you've, what we've talked about. Go find some adventure out there, and when you do, share your stories with us. We'd love to hear them, and we'd love to share we, what you guys are doing on the show. Think we offered anything valuable to people today? What could they possibly take away from what we just discussed? Well, I think people don't mind when they get when they when you let them get inside your head around decision making, and you know that's what we're doing. We're just verbal diarying what we're thinking about uh, something that we have to do. So I don't know. We're allowed to think out loud on this show because it's ours. Yeah. So this is what you get. Okay. And I think people do like that and appreciate that. So, and if you don't, well, there's a different show out there for you because that's kind of what we do here. So, I'm getting get back into. I wasn't even in my in our in our time not podcasting. I also took a little break from listening to podcasts, which I thought was kind of um, good to do. But now that I this past week and a bit, I've been back in and listening, and it's just uh, just it's good to be back. 
on it's both ends, back. on both ends of the microphone. I would say I was kind of similar, but mostly because I had no time at camp. Oh yeah, that's right. So anyway, thanks friends for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the same time, same place next week. See you later. Bye.